welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I'm excited. Today I'm enjoying, I'm joined by Miss Melinda Garvey, who is not just, you know, the Jenny come lately, jump on the bandwagon. Let's talk about women now today. She's been doing this since 2002. So I'm happy to have Miss Melinda Garvey on today. She is a media innovator. She's a pioneer. She's an expert and she focuses on advancing the success of women and their businesses. Hello, Melinda. Hi, how are you, Dion? Good to see you. Good to see you again, too. Thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I always love talking about anything women. So anytime I get the opportunity to jump up on my soapbox, I am I'm there. I'm <laughs> I, there. Am, I am with you. I am stand with you, beside you, behind you, everything. I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that because we need to stick together, right? That's right. Absolutely. So what made you get into this back in 2002? What prompted you to get into this area? Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, and it's one of those entrepreneurial stories I like to tell because I never, ever, ever thought about being an entrepreneur. I didn't dream about it. I didn't come out of the womb. I didn't even know the word <laughs> entrepreneurship, right? It wasn't this cool, hip, sexy thing that it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened to me is I'd had this amazing career trajectory, right? You know, just moved up in every job. I love the corporate thing. And Finally, you know, I'd gone up, so I was about 10, 12 years into my career, and I landed on a job that was really, really, really amazing on, in, on paper. Do you ever, have you ever had one of those where, oh, like, yes. this is like, I mean, they gave me an apartment. I had the, I had the bomb, man, but the absolute worst environment, people, job, like kind of, and, and I have to say, I was really lucky. I mean, I did this for 12 years. I was just like, this is great. This work thing. What do you mean? What do you mean work? This is awesome. You know, (laughs) and it was like, you know, this, this, this um, crazy thing, you know, this crazy job I had. And so I I was out one night sort of lamenting um, to a bunch of my girls. I had been at an advertising agency and then I'd been at a daily newspaper. I was sort of in that media space on the sales marketing side. Um, And um, I was out with a bunch of girlfriends. We were drinking probably a little bit too much wine one night, let's just say. I was, you know, uh, having, yeah, you know. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I was sort of lamenting to them about what am I going to do? I got to get out of here. It was a horrible environment. It was starting to really just weigh on my self-esteem. And I, it was just one of those kinds of things. And one of my friends looks at me and she says, hey, Melinda, I just got back from Des Moines, Iowa. And I was like, really, girl? this is my pity party and we're going to talk about your trip to Des Moines, (laughs) Iowa of all places. Like what? And she's like, no, no, there was this really cool magazine there called Des Moines woman. And you know, nobody in Austin is talking about women and you have a publishing background. You've done that newspaper thing and advertising. You could do this. You should do this in Austin. And now, this is back in 2002. This is the first tech boom that was happening in Austin. You know, Austin is yes. kind of a kind of a sub-tech capital to Silicon Valley. And yes. it was the first real boom. And I will say, you look around and men, 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 men. I mean, you never read about, saw, or heard about a woman, even though it was it's a highly educated city. 
And so I'll tell you, I remember it like it was yesterday. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. I just, I had a moment. To me, it was a total God thing. I, I just knew. I knew that it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. I was like, okay. Yes. I start a magazine for women, supporting women, celebrating women. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. So I tell that story because I think that there are a lot of people out there with all this buzz and talk about entrepreneurs. They, you know, there are people who everybody thinks they, they should be an entrepreneur and, and maybe some shouldn't. But yeah. also there's so many people who are afraid of it because they feel like, oh, if I don't have this thing or this, if I haven't been thinking about it since birth, right? So, you know, sometimes it just hits you and you have to listen to those messages and those Absolutely. things. Yes. It really has started me on my path. So um, essentially, I got up the next morning, took a few Advil, and uh, started writing <laughs> up. And let's not discredit the, the, the courage yeah. that it took for you to leave the job and to start something new. It's a, it's a very scary prospect to it is. start something new that's never been done before. And especially when you've kind of been in that sort of corporate world where you've had the 401k, you've always had, you know, I, I was always yes. with sort of medium sized companies and, you yes. know, lots of security, you know, and, and so, um, but it, it was really interesting. I was so convicted. Mm -hmm. It's not like before I was this, this huge feminist and I was out marching and doing, I mean, I just, I always supported women and I always, yes. you know, I liked women and I had all that, you know, but I just never, it, it wasn't, and I just knew, wow, okay, I've, this is the path that I was supposed yes. to be on and I was instantly passionate about it. Um, and so I, you know, I started writing a business plan the very next day. I left my job two weeks later and yes. seven yes. months later, we launched the first issue of Austin woman magazine, which is a monthly kind of high end glossy or since we're on video, I'll show, I'll show you a copy to our, wow. our current issue. Uh -huh. um, and um, yeah, and 16 years later, here we are. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so can I, can I just, uh, just for, just for the, for the audience listening, and I'm also curious too, because I do talk about diversity, but I also talk about leadership in the workplace, women's experiences, people of college, college experiences, LGBT, everybody. And what made your experience horrible? You described it as being horrible, affecting your self-esteem. What was going on there? You know, it was a, um, it, it was a company that hired me because here are the qualifications you had, you know, you uh, they required a master's degree. They required a minimum of 10 years experience. They wanted someone to run an office. I was like, TikTok, I got all those things. This is great. So again, on paper, they wanted my expertise, right? They wanted what I had built and worked for and knew I had not only the education, but the experience and the training to do. But then not only didn't let me do it because so micromanaged, but actually, you know, we had a complete, you know, misogynistic you know, sorry, that, that stereotypical male, you know, I mean, you know, who come into the office and was barking around and saying things like, I'm the head mother effer, you know, You're except he didn't say effer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, crazy. Like you kind of go, and I was sort of like, what? like, what, you know, and, and so very, it was one of those just very male dominated mm -hmm. and, and almost threatened because I was like, look, I'm here to run the office. And I was like, what are we doing this for? We should be changing this. And then, you know, I was kind of trying and they wanted somebody who was just going to plug in and do that. So that's, I that's think right. what happens sometimes is that you get into a situation where, you know, I guess I, I didn't realize that throughout 
my early career, I actually was in entrepreneurial environments yes. within mm -hmm. companies. I didn't get that then. Uh -huh. Okay. Except when I got into a company that wasn't, I was like, oh, <clears throat> you know. And so I think, you know, understanding that I was allowed to grow, because when I thought, you know, you talk about this courage and this making this leap to be an entrepreneur, when I really look back on it now, Mm -hmm. I was really an entrepreneur in my other companies and I was allowed to be that and I was allowed to create and new ideas and that's where I really thrived. Yes. Good for you. So I, I think that understanding a little bit about, I didn't know how to articulate that back mm -hmm. then, but I think understanding sort of what your, that your highest and best use, your gifts and skills are. Yes. Um, and being able to exercise those, I think is and, important. And the beautiful thing is sometimes, uh, you're in circumstances that are just, they're, they're so disheartening and so just killing your spirit. Yeah. But I think that's a message that says to you that you're not supposed to be there. And then that's when you yeah. should start, seek, start seeking other outside counsel as you do with your, with your girlfriend over some wine, which is always <laughs> the best thing to do. Uh, but, it's, but, but, <laughs> but it's always great to, to recognize when, you, when you're in a moment and you're saying, you know what, I don't have to deal with this. That's I right. shouldn't have to deal with anybody's abuse or anybody's poor leadership or wherever. So I'm so glad that you, you did that and shared the story because too many of us just sit there and just suffer. And it's like, why? What's the point? Well, and I will say that this is, you know, I think it was a real eye opener for me because I, um, I'm not a person who lacks self-confidence from, from the get go. Uh -huh. I just have always been that way. <clears throat> but I, even someone like me, I got, so, I mean, I really was getting depressed. Yes. I never had even, I, I never even get headaches, let alone a migraine. I was getting migraine. I, all these weird things were happening to me and I didn't get it. And I was so, and, and the key is I was like, my self-confidence was in the top. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not really that good. Or I guess I'm not, I start, it, it, it gets in there. It plays on you. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Even the people that are strong, whatever. So that's why it's just important that you surround yourself with a posse of people who will encourage you and help you because no one can do it alone. Even That's those right. people who have a wicked high self-confidence can find themselves mired in this. And you know, it can keep you from doing that next great thing that you're supposed to be doing because someone else has told you you're not good enough. Exactly. And, and I, I've been there, <laughs> definitely been there. And it's good just to, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And when you get out of it, you realize, you know what? I was just, that was abusive. That's right. It was, and, then, and then when you go to your next circumstance, you have that baggage. If you don't really unpack and, and really, really analyze what happened, then you go to the new circumstance and you say, you know what? Okay, is this going to happen again? And you start questioning yourself. But you know what? I've noticed and what I realized is that weak people attack confident people. Mm -hmm. They do. They really, they really do. They really do. So... Anyway, I think we went up on a tangent, although it is relevant, but I want you to hear that. So thanks so much, because it does happen to us, especially as women, too, because we're supposed to be quiet. We're supposed to be submissive. We're supposed to not, not speak up and not say what we think. We're not supposed to be in charge. So, so all of that. So when you don't, when you don't and, 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 and oftentimes it's that type of woman that is celebrated and elevated and, and others are like us are, are kind of labeled the wrong thing. So sometimes, you know, entrepreneurship can also afford you the opportunity to really share all the skills that you have and, and be strong unapologetically. Yes. And I think that that's, you know, that's exactly not only the why behind Austin woman, what I was doing sort of in this microcosm of Austin, Texas, but when you talk about sort of that woman and we're supposed to be, well, you know, not anymore and what I'm trying to do. And so with, with on the dot, which is my new launch, which I okay. launched. Let's talk about that. 
yeah, a couple of years ago, really as a reaction to this women's movement is really getting going and really revving up, right? We've got a woman running for president. We've got all kinds of things happening, people talking about, you know, equality of pay. And so I just, you know, I've been in this space for so long and been doing it in, in Austin for so long. I just thought, oh, I'm, I want to really re research. I want to find out what's going on globally, nationally and globally and what's happening. And when I really started doing the research, I found out that that one of the top reasons, so you always hear about all this sort of, you hear about inequality of pay, you hear about lack of access to capital, to grow our businesses and funding, lack of access to continuing education, all those kinds of things. But, but right up there at the tippy top, lack of access to relatable role models. Mm. You can't be it. it. Uh-huh. When I heard that, my head started spinning around. I was like, well, that's stupid. I mean, I did one of these, like, what? <laughs> no, not on my watch, because here's the thing. I've traveled the country for years, going to women's conferences, doing things really to fill my own cup and find out what people were doing in other cities, even though my business was just in Austin, right? Yeah. But I really just wanted to know, and I loved it, and I just, you know, loved chatting with women and hearing about their, what they were doing and these innovative things, and I was always in awe. And the number one thing I kept hearing is, oh, you know, when they asked me what I did, I would show them a copy of the magazine. They, oh, I have Austin Woman magazine. And I'd kind of get this funny look. Huh. And I'd be like, what? And they'd like, oh, there's nothing like that in my city. How do I find role models? How do I get my story told? Mm. And I was like, uh, well, if you come to Austin, call me. Um, you know, it was really, really frustrating. And so, um, you know, when I learned about these things, I just kind of, put down my, I said, this is not okay, because I know that there are women certainly all over the country and, and all over the globe that are doing amazing things. Yes. But we're, we're living in this whole mindset of scarcity of like what you said is that, that the women that are celebrated, you know, are the, the quiet ones, the ones who are just doing the status quo, etc. cetera. But it, it, it's really time for our voices to rise up because You've got to see the role models to be able to be it. Absolutely. And the reason why women are being held back is because they can't, they can't see their way. The only people that we see mm -hmm. are celebrities. And look, I love Sheryl Sandberg and Marissa Mayer and Mary Barra and Oprah, name your whoever, as much as the next person. I do. And I think they're great for inspiring people. But let's face it. I don't look at them and go, oh, yeah, Cheryl, right behind you there, girl. I can totally get there next to me. I mean, you look at and you're so in awe. Yes. And you get kind of excited for a minute. And then what happens is you walk away and you actually end up feeling more discouraged because you're like, well, okay, that, that's never going to happen to me. So now what? So now is that what you mean by relatable? Because you said you, you said you want, you want to choose women that are relatable in On the Dot and, and in your work. Can, can you talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, being relatable is really about, uh, they look just like you and me and mm -hmm. anybody, they just, they're just normal. I mean, you know, I say that normal, that's really a bad word. You know, it's not yeah. about that, but they're not celebrities. The typical, they're the not typical. Corporate titans or celebrities because yes. those are people that we see in the media, right? Yes. So, so we want to celebrate women. Most of the women that we feature You've never heard their name. Mm -hmm. Same with Austin Woman Magazine. We've done that for 16 years here in Austin. You go, wow, who knew? She lives in my neighborhood. Yes. You know, and you're just amazed at these women. Same conceptually, the same thing, only on the dot is for global women. Absolutely. 
so what we had, what we did is we created something where we, what we really thought about what is our mission. So our mission is to, is to provide these relatable role models for women. Mm-hmm. But the underlying kind of ba- backbone of that mission is really to change mindset. Okay. And I'm going to really date myself, but um, you probably can remember like back in the day when I was first starting out in my sales job, you know, my boss used to make us, we had these big, um, these books that had all the cassette tapes in them. And I don't know who it was, Zig Ziglar, one of those guys. Right. And every morning on the way to work, we, our assignment was we popped in one of those cassette tapes and we heard right every day. And it was all about getting yourself revved up and the can do attitude, right? Yeah. That you can sell, you can get it. And that's, that was our requirement. You know, we used to listen to those all the time. Wow. On the dot is the same thing. So we created a four minute audible podcast that features a woman to watch every single day. It gets delivered to your inbox at 6am on the dot, no matter what time zone mm-hmm. you can read it. If you want to read it, it's in print. If you're in a boring meeting, you want to, you can do that. Or if you're putting on your mascara in the morning, you can listen. And it's a, it's a quick, impactful story mm-hmm. about a woman. You go, huh? Wow. If she could do it, she sounds a lot like me. She has a similar background to me, or you know what? She had this job, you know, I, or that's what I've been wanting to do. I've just never seen anybody yes. that's non-celebrity that's done that before, but I guess there is. So what if every single day, what if mm-hmm. you trained your mind and you heard a story about a successful woman who you don't know their name, they're not a celebrity, but they're doing amazing things. Would you think that there were, were was a scarcity of successful women? Or not an at all. Yeah, an abundance. Object, that's right. Which is and that's what men have had. See, men yeah. have had that from the get-go. That's right. I didn't they, realize this every day, Melinda, that you do it every single day. Yep. Five that's days, incredible. You know, five, five days a week. And wow. then, you know, we have all kinds of other content. So we do long-form um, interview podcasts that we've just started. And yes. we really want to be a key resource for women and especially young women who are coming up in the workforce because this is their time and we want to be the place where they can go and they have all kinds of resources it's really so, going to give them actionable so things. speaking of which you did a you did a recent survey of uh, millennial women and you said the the results were pretty interesting and and um there were implications for what uh we can do as as um, i guess older women quote but older women <laughs> to That's to right, help yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I was really, um, so, uh, yeah, we did, we just put out this little survey because we wanted to kind of get a feel. We're just launched our new website and, um, we wanted to kind of get a feel for, because our, our target, even though we appeal to, we have, we have a really broad base of women on the dot. We're really trying to make sure that we're appealing to millennial women because they're the largest group of women in the workforce. They really have sort of gotten lost in this, um, I don't, I don't know. They don't, you know, I, as a, as a Gen Xer, I mean, I've got, I've got friends and colleagues that are 10 years older and 10 years younger. I mean, I, and I always have from the beginning. Yes. And I think millennials have been very isolated mm-hmm. and they have networked with only millennials and they have millennial speakers at their events and they, you know, and they don't have those networks. So now they're aging up, right? They're ready to go to that next big move right. and they don't have anybody reaching out and going, Hey, you know, they don't have those networks. Mm. And so I feel this. So we did this little, just a little survey just to kind of figure out what they want and what ended up coming out of it. I mean, this was a microcosm. It was a hundred women. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty decent sample. Yeah. I, yes. And we actually had a lot more people that answered, but we kind of analyzed the, the hundred cause we were like, Oh, well, you know, yes. but, but what they were talking about is, I mean, like 
60% of them are unhappy and mm -hmm. they feel, they feel stressed all the time. They don't know how to deal with it. Um, they're, they're not, um, they're, they're feeling sort of left behind, like they're not moving forward. Interesting. And I was really, I mean, it really hit me in the gut. Cause I think the first of all, the unhappy thing, because I, you know, Look, you know, we were, we were both that age too. And I don't remember, like looked around, sure, you have an unhappy day, but we didn't, I didn't ever feel that way in my career. I had some bad times. No, I never felt stuck. I was always moving and advancing. And they just yes. generally as a group feel really stuck and they feel disenfranchised and they feel unhappy. Okay. And so no, so is that, is that, is that, um, is that self isolation? Do you think, or is, or is, I say that I say self isolation meaning, are their behaviors and their their outlook um, kind of limiting their their range, I guess, or, or their 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 vision, or do you think that we have actually just failed them, and we've, well, we've, we've failed here's, to help them? Here's the newsflash. Well, I mean, I think it's it, it's a little bit both because I mean, you know, the the you know the women in in our generation are are the mothers, right? Of these, you know, the parents. That's right. You know, I think that, that there's been some, you know, I'm not going to judge any parenting. Trust me, I'm a parent, and you know, <laughs> I live in a I live in a very very thin glass house. Uh -huh, yes. Yes. Um, but but I think that you know there there are some things that have sort of generated that we are we are the fixer generation, right? We want to fix everything. I I know I'm like that. I, if somebody's upset about something, I want to fix, 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 fix. And so I think that some of that's happened. So I think, yes, they've self-isolated to a certain extent. But mm -hmm. of course, it all starts somewhere, right? Chicken egg. What was it first? You that's know, right. That's right. kind of feeling entitled, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, here's what I say. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how they got there, who got there, you know, why it happened, who's to blame. Forget all that. Who cares? The bottom line is these women are our future. They're, they're the women who can benefit most from this women's movement. And what should we be doing? I, we've, we have got to find a way to bring them into our fold, to embrace what they're doing, even if, you know, you're kind of like, oh, what's that? You know, <laughs> communicate, you know, with, with these women and really make them feel like you're on their side and you're bringing them along without, without just you know, handing them the trophy, so to speak, right? Yes. And, you know, we don't want to do that anymore. We have to stop doing that because that's not realistic. But what we have to do is we have to talk to them about stress, much like how many times in the last, you know, 20 years was balance the main topic of conversation for our generation when we went back to work in droves and weren't stay-at-home moms anymore and everybody, how do you do this as a balance? And finally, now you hear anybody talk about balance, they're like, look, it doesn't exist. Let's Quit talking about it. You know, yeah. you got to and I think now stress for them is the same way. They look at things and they're not, they're not equipped mm -hmm. to cope with stressful situations because somebody was always fixing it for them. Well, and, and that, I think that that's, that's the key here is that I think that, that they grew up in a, in a generation where they were entitled and they did get a trophy for everything and they weren't taught to take the kind of responsibility. It was really, really different. And then I think what happened is the, the you know, the, the young ones got into the workforce and, you know, all of us were like, you know, our eyes were rolled so far back in our head. We were like, oh, we can't deal. You know, we, look, we've all had those experiences. So at the, you know, we were frustrated and felt like, oh my gosh, they, they weren't, they weren't the kind of employees we wanted them or expected them or needed them to be. Mm -hmm. You know, they seem flaky. They see, you know, they were, you know, very, very young, all those kinds of things. 
And I, I don't disagree that all those things are valid and happened. But again, I kind of go back to, I mean, this is sort of my charge and, and this is gonna be a, something I'm really pushing for. It's like, okay, so now we all gotta hit the reset button because yes. these women need us. Absolutely. They, they need us and they're starting to realize a lot of these women are now in their late 20s, their early 30s uh -huh. and they're panicking and they're unhappy. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, we can all say, well, too bad, you know, but our economy depends on them. They're the largest group of women and they're bright. Absolutely. This. It just took them a little longer to get here. Mm -hmm. And so I feel really committed to just, just figuring this out and get, you know, getting through this. And I, and I, and I do agree with you. And I don't mean to just criticize and, and, um, and just point out the negative, but I'll, I'm going to share experience. Uh, I was, I was, I invited a young woman to come onto my show. And like everybody, I have um, a, either a preliminary call first to kind of get to know who they are. Or I just, or, or I look, I, I do a little research and I ask them to kind of get, I asked you, I said, can you, can you send me a few questions that you want me to ask you? Just some kind of, some things that I can, I can leave with. You did it, correct? <laughs> <laughs> so one particular woman, uh, I'm not going to say her name. So she, um, we, 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 we communicated once and I asked her to, sorry, my assistant asked her to send some, some questions, no response whatsoever. Then literally the night before the interview, my assistant sent another message to her saying, okay, can you, can you, can you, what's happening? Please send, are you still up? Are you still going to do the interview? Can you please send the questions? Her response was, oh, just, just tell Dr. Dion to, to look at my website and she can, she can figure out what to ask me. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 is, that is an example yeah. that I think it's, 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 where have you, where did you learn that? Cause not even when I was a teenager, would I ever do that? Right. And I, and I think that sometimes we, we, sometimes the younger people are misguided and no one has said to them, you know what, that's not cool. Right. There's something about respect. There's something about just, just, just being responsible and showing up. And so I think those kind of, those tools are also being missed. I, I that I've seen in, in dealing with a, a lot of the younger generations that I think are, are, are not being imparted to them properly. So I think that's also part of our responsibility is say, hey, you know what, mm -hmm. you might want to do this differently or she wasn't receptive to anything that I had to say, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Because she didn't, take, she didn't take any ownership of what happened, but that's fine. I'm not going to try and change anybody who's not, who's not receptive. But I wanted to share that because I, I do think that we need to take responsibility. Yeah. And teach them to responsibility. You know, based on this survey, I was reading, my editor wrote up a little um, kind of a write-up about, about what happened on, in the survey. And I read it over the weekend. I was just so moved and I was upset. I felt myself upset. And I sort of wrote this response. I said, you know, they, they need advice. But what I did with my own team is I said, you know what, we're going to sit down on Wednesday and this is what we want to talk about. We're going to talk about expectations and boundaries. And we're going to start to understand each other because the biggest thing, the biggest piece of advice that I could give millennial women is to be able to speak up for themselves yes. and to be able to talk about this is what I'm feeling or if yes. they feel like they're in a toxic work environment and having communication with their about having open communication, they haven't been trained to do that like mm -hmm. we were. Yes. Some of the, this generate, right, the phone and not having That's to right. communicate, you know, That's right. But they don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I said, we're going to do that. And we're going to all, the three of us as a team, and guess what? We're not going to agree on everything. And your boundary for something is going to be different than my boundary. And yeah, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we had a meeting this morning. I'm like, really? You didn't look at your, who doesn't look at their email on Sunday night before and look at their calendar? Their, I mean, of course. Yeah. Now that's again, but I'm like, okay, neither of them had looked at when I had said, let's meet this morning at 930. 
Huh. They're bad people. They just, they have a different boundary. So we yes. need to talk about that. Very interesting. And open communication about what those expectations are. Yes. Both ways. Yeah. And then we got to find a compromise position where everybody feels like they're being respected and happy. And, but, but still we accomplish, okay, here's what we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to accomplish to make sure that we have open communication. We're in a startup, you know, here are all the, here, here's what we need to accomplish. How are we all going to do that? Mm-hmm. Old fart, you know, Gen X are like <laughs> and youngins and, you know, so, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that and have, and that's what I was encouraging, you know, when I sort of wrote this response, I want to encourage women to do that, that they're afraid to talk to people. What they do is they call, you know, ghosting. That's the term that. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's like a dating thing. I, I learned, yes. <laughs> you know, it also happens to friends. But look, people talk about ghosting in terms of employers. Yeah, I've ghosted a couple employers because they just kind of don't, they just stop showing up because they don't like, instead of, what? and most of the time, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I've, <laughs> look, I've had it happen here. I've had people just kind of, you know, and you just, they play. And then, you, but you, and I'm always like, I thought everything was great. Like, I don't get it. I'm usually That's crazy. Useless. Wow. It's because there's just that not open. So I think we really need to open those lines. So, you know, it's, I I don't know. I just, um, so can I ask you, you just need to take it on as a charge, right? I love that. We need to do it because here's at the end of the day, it's going to benefit all of us. Absolutely. Yes. Generations to come. We have to band together as women and as all women. Yes. Not just. So, 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 and that's a, a good segue. What is, do you think is the status of women today? Uh, well, when you say status, meaning, you know, where are we in this movement? Yeah, in this movement, do you think, what needs to change? What, what, what more do we need to do um, just collectively as, as women to make things um, better for us? I think that there are some, some really core things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one, which I addressed earlier, was we have to take charge of our own mindset. Mm-hmm. And we have to seek out things and resources. And that's why we try to make it easy. Not, not this is self promo. I mean, you know, on the dots free, but we, we, we purposely made this resource and we made it four minutes. So no one could say, Oh, I don't have time for that. Like every morning we find a way, whether it's on our phones or whether it's, um, you know, turning on the TV or listening to the radio or whatever, we find a way to find out the news and the weather, right? What am I going to wear today? Is crazy. And then what, what do I need to know? So I don't look, yes. You know, silly at the water cooler. I know what's going on in the world. We need to define this too. We need to seek out because if you just, if you just listen to what's in mainstream media, scarcity, 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 all you hear is a negative. And quite frankly, I'm kind of like, I'm done. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, inequality and me too. And all that, all super important. Don't get me wrong. I think what they're doing is amazing. I don't, it's not about discounting that, but they live on one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. This moment, when you talk about where women are, if, if it's this long spectrum, we're all living on this end and there's this big tilt and we're all about to slide off into mm-hmm. the abyss mm-hmm. of this negativity. And I agree things need to get changed, but if we don't have any positive yes. reinforcement, balance. that's right. Yes. Let's talk. This is a good way to talk about balance, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if we don't have this and that's, this is where we're trying to live. We're trying to live on this end of the spectrum. Uh-huh so that there's this positive messaging, but we have to take responsibility for that. We have to take responsibility for seeking that out and finding that and knowing that that is important. Absolutely. Um, 
and, and, and we're trying to make it easy. So that's where I think we are. I think we're in this place where everyone goes, okay, this movement, but gosh, now I'm kind of like, it's like, it's like sometimes you turn on the news, you're like, I don't want to hear it anymore. It's also negative. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and you're turned off. I think people are getting turned off yes by this women's movement because it's like negative now they're starting talking about like oh now everybody's too you i think you and i even had a previous conversation about this civility and the work people don't know how to act anymore oh, boy. yes they're, they're terrified because we've gone so far on a pendulum so there's a lot of this now this negative buzz where i'm like no 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 i'm not going there there's so much positive there's Absolutely. so many amazing women doing incredible things that we can learn from, that we can see, that can encourage and inspire us. But we have to be committed as women to seek that out. And we Absolutely. also have to be committed to have each other's backs. And celebrate each other. That's right. And, and, and that means whether you're going to the grocery store and you see, some, you see a woman wearing a cute outfit, you, you, you say, nice outfit, build each other up, give compliments, you just be nice to each other. And I think that it, it starts in our communities as well, right? It just because... Yeah. We don't, we don't see much of that, unfortunately. Right, and I think that creating an ecosystem where every time you walk into, whether it is a PTA meeting, a board meeting, a big presentation, I mean, whatever it is, you know, your, your kid, you know, walking into a group of soccer moms, now that's scary. I'm a mom of two girls, like, I, I've seen those, uh, like you, that's mom cultures and all. The, oh yeah, it's 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 that's a whole. Oh, amazing. amazing. All of those environments. We need to create an environment where where we walk in. It doesn't matter, you know, if whatever that environment is. What if we What if we knew? What if we looked around and we knew unequivocally that every other woman in that room had your back? That would be a gift. That would be beautiful. So what would you say to the women who, who don't subscribe to, to your thinking and, and, and my thinking in terms of thinking in abundance as opposed to scarcity and not being competitive and not being catty? And what would you say to those women who are listening, by the way? Yeah, if, so the, <laughs> the women who, who are, 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 do, are perpetuating the negative thing? Absolutely, okay. yes. Um, you know, I, I would say that those women are going to be left in the dust. Mm -hmm. But I think that part of all of this, when we're supporting all women, is also walking away. You have to be able to walk away from those negative situations and not, you know, you have to be able to say, it's not okay. It's kind of like bullying. Exactly. You know, they always say, it's, you've got to, it's not okay. It is and bullying. So if, uh -huh. if we are, if we are in that thing, in that mindset, where we're like aware, like, I am really trying to make myself aware of unconscious bias and we all do it all the time, but I'm, I, I have my own little, I've planted my own little voice in my head and I do it all the time. I walk in and I'm like, what is she wearing? I'm like, oh, stop, unconscious bias. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm but I'm calling myself out on, I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time. It's so important. So we all have to kind of self monitor, but we also have to say, okay, that's, that's, I can't, I can't save everyone, mm -hmm. but there are enough women who want to come on board that if you are not on board with this and if you want to stay in that old cutting down and stepping on and, and you know, just that negative behavior, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're going to be left alone pretty soon because Definitely. I believe in women and I believe that we want this. We just need leaders. And unfortunately, that's part of the part of the challenge is that there's no one think about when you think about the women's movement who, who's out there talking about it besides a couple of celebs I mean you don't see well, you, anybody you know that's you don't and unfortunately they're the ones that get the, that get the airtime and the microphone 
unfortunately. That's, right. that's, that's the unfortunate. Well, that's not, again, not wholly a bad yeah. thing, except for people have a hard time following, you know, like yes. how do you do that? So we need some women who, you know, I mean, for, sorry, the self-aggrandizement, but I mean, I've been, I mean, Oh, no, go ahead. You, you, you're doing it. Absolutely. So, but, but creating, you know, I've created a company around this. I want to, I want to, I want women to, to, to jump on board and be a bandwagon and they need help to reach out. And it's why we're creating, you know, we've just built this new website where we're, you know, even more content because I want women to be able to go there. And so when you go there, you're not going to find a recipe and you're not going to find dating tips and you're not going to find and <laughs> Yeah. There's anything wrong with it. So there's a lot of amazing sites. Yes. But when you go there, you are going to find things that are going to help you get advice on some of these issues that, that you're facing in the workplace that help you advance. You're going to have courses that, that, you know, whatever it is that you need, that's going to help take actionable steps to advance your success and feel like you're surrounded by a posse of women. That's what we're all about. We are not I trying to be all things, to all people. We are in this part of your life. And that's where we want to live. So. Well, I'll tell you that it was it was uh, my treat to contribute to On The Dot. Yes. And thanks for having having me on that. And uh, I would actually say that um, people wake up and they turn on the news and the weather. They should listen to On The Dot for the four-minute interviews, get the inspiration, and then start your day. And I think when, when you start your day that way, that will be amazing. So I love what you're doing, Melinda. I'm so grateful to, that you came on today. And um, uh, uh, anything I can do to support you, I, I said it before, I'm going to support you because I really believe in what you're doing and how it's so important for us as women to stick together, to support each other, uplift each other. So thank you. Where can people find you? Um, you can go to onthedotwoman.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us or you can find us at onthedotwoman on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, where we've got great communities there. Um, and if we've also, we're on iTunes. We have the podcast is there. We're on Amazon Alexa. So you can actually train your to an Alexa skill to say, Alexa, you know, play on the dot woman. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's good. Um, okay. We're kind of in, you know, all different aspects. Love that. Being part of the community because there's going to be so much more joining our community um, with the newsletter. Again, it's, it's free. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to be building a lot of things onto that. So, you know, being part of that, that, um, you know, our new e-newsletter also kind of gets you in the know about all the different things that we're doing all the time. So, you know, and extra special content and things like that. So I would encourage you again on the dot woman.com. You just put in your email, bada bang, bada bang. We make it super <laughs> exciting. Well, thanks again for coming on. Miss Melinda Garvey, you are a joy. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on today. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please reach out to Melinda. Please reach out to me as well with any comments. And also please uh, go to my iTunes page and like uh, the conversation if you enjoyed it today. Thanks again, Melinda. Thank you.